another special edition of the CBB Central Podcast. I'm Kevin Sweeney, uh, hosting this one. Another coaching interview, um, but this one a little bit different. You know, this is not sit down and say, oh, how was your career? Um, what are the transfers that you guys have coming in? Like, what do they look like for next year? I think one of the things that the last month or so has made me really recognize is how much more that we can do uh, on our show to amplify the people who are using their platform for good and help get the word out about um, ways that we can improve the college basketball world, college athletics, uh, and the world as a whole. You know, and that's, that's not political. That's not, that's just me realizing, I think, that sometimes tough conversations can, can really help shape the world and, and improve you know where we're going as as a society and so um something i've been cognizant of one of the reasons why i brought brandon gobel on last week to talk about basketball in africa and juco basketball and just a different perspective um on on the college hoops world and i think this guest will uh provide some similar similar insights uh, uh carlin hartman uh from the staff at oklahoma he's one of the co-founders of the coaches coalition for progress, which is one of the great things that has come out of all of the uh, social unrest of the last several weeks after the murder of George Floyd. Uh, so we're excited to talk, to talk to him about what he's doing for this program and how, how we can all get involved, because I really think that something like this has a chance to be really huge and help uh, really shape the next you know several years of how college athletics um, takes a stand on social issues. So without further ado, here's the interview. Uh, with Carlin Hartman, assistant coach at Oklahoma. Very excited about uh, today's special interview with uh, Oklahoma assistant coach Carlin Hartman. Um, one of the great kind of rising assistant coaches in, in college basketball, but also doing a lot of work to just improve the state of college sports, really the world. Um, recently, one of the co-founders of the Coaches Coalition for Progress. Uh, coach, thanks so much for taking the time. No, thank you, Kevin, for having me. So let's talk about this this program, the Coaches Coalition for Progress. You founded it a couple weeks ago alongside um, five other coaches, both in football and college basketball. Uh, the mission statement formed with the mission of fostering community relationships and improving academic and athletic opportunities uh, for under-resourced youth. One of the many programs that have come out of all the you know events of the last couple of weeks with the murder of George Floyd. So talk talk me through how you wanted to get involved and 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 why this program. I'm sitting on the couch literally uh, on a Sunday afternoon, and uh, a good friend of mine, Todd Golden, who's uh, the uh, head coach at the University of San Francisco, texts me and he says, "Hey, want to run something by you? Want to see if you'd be interested?" Uh, so I called him immediately right back. Todd and I are good friends. And so uh, he started to kind of present um, his idea with uh, which he had with one of his other assistants, Vinnie McGee, who's one of his best friends, African-American guy. And so they said, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on right now in the world. Um, and obviously the George Floyd incident just kind of set everybody, you know, into a, a frenzy, you know, regarding not just what happened with his life, but obviously social and racial injustice and so forth. So uh, Todd says to me, he says, you know, people are, you know, making statements and uh, people are, uh, you know, organizations, professional organizations are issuing statements, um, uh, programs and, and Division One 
uh, basketball and football. They're making statements. I don't want to just make a statement. I want to make a difference. And so they had the idea about the coalition and the name at the time, again, Coaches Coalition for Progress. And he asked me if I would be a board member. And once he asked me that, I said, I'm in. I don't need to know anything else. I'm in. Because just like anything else, uh, you, you want to be able to make a difference. You want to be able to make a change. And we as college basketball coaches, we have the platform in order to do so. And, you know, the time, there's no time like the present to do it. I mean, obviously, you know, the George Floyd incident, Ahmaud Aubrey, Breonna Taylor, you can go back, you know, years and years of, you know, uh, you know, African-Americans that have, you know, unarmed African-Americans, you know, that have been lost uh, at the hands of law enforcement. And so, um, you know, it's, we want to do a lot, you know, with this coalition, uh, Kevin, um, we, we, we're very uh, committed to making a change um, and not just, as you say, the mission statement being underserved youth, youth in inner cities, you know, but in rural areas um, as well. Uh, we want to, you know, you know, use our platform and use our uh, organization as a, a, a benchmark for, you know, progress and change. And, and, and we want to do that through membership donations. We want to do that through any types of sponsorships that we may gain. And um, it's in its intimate stages right now, our, our, our coalition is, but we really feel really comfortable and, and, and excited about what could happen as we move forward. I want to talk a little bit more about something you said about, you know, college sports and, and their position to take a stand and lead change uh, in, in some of the communities there. And you've worked in a lot of different places. You're in Columbia, which is you know, in New York City, you're now in Oklahoma, a much different place, certainly. So how do you think, what's the role of college sports in making change uh, in, in their communities and beyond? You know, we're not as, we're, we're not professors, obviously. Uh, we're not uh, in quote unquote education, but we work for educational institutions. And I think the role of college uh, coaches uh, and is, is, is essentially to still utilize our platform and utilize our ability to be able to draw people together. You know, we, uh, we, all, we are constantly on the move and always trying to find the next great talent, the next great player. And, 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 and when we're doing it, we're building relationships. We're meeting people from all different ethnicities, all different races, all different walks of life. And so uh, we, we, we are naturally, you know, drawn to, you know, not have uh, a, a racial, you know, uh, bad bone in our bodies just because, you know, we're constantly, you know, always around people. And at the end of the day, yes, number one, we want to win, but also we want to men mentor these kids. We want to uh, foster those relationships in which we're talking about, you know, with the kids in which we currently have in our programs and in the communities in which we are a part of and which we serve. So, um, the, the role of the college, the role of the college coach can be someone that, you know, really uh, utilizes his platform, you know, by his voice and, and by the, the, the people in which, you know, we, we coach, 
uh, on, a, on a daily basis that are currently on our teams or have played in our programs. And so that's what we want to, you know, hope to do, Kevin, as we continue to move forward. We want to build, you know, here in Norman, Oklahoma, we want to obviously, you know, uh, build better relationships, you know, with law enforcement, better and more, uh, um, how can I say, uh, uh, timely or just influential uh, uh organic relationships, you know, with uh, people in, in terms of community leaders. You know, we want to uh, have our guys uh, understand and know, uh, you know, the, the chief of police here in Norman, maybe the chief of police down the road in Oklahoma City, you know, foster those types of relationships so that, you know, when we're, you know, going out into the public and we're, uh, you know, speaking to a group of kids at some of the middle schools or elementary schools or whatever types of community events we, we have, we're bridging a gap between whether it be law enforcement and, you know, those particular uh, educational um, opportunities. I love that. And I, I heard a talk uh, yesterday, actually, with the Pac-12 commissioner, Larry Scott, and he was talking about uh, how he wants the coaches to be able to have more you know, raw conversations with players about just the world that they live in, and especially white coaches just don't always understand what, you know, their players go through on a day-to-day basis. How important do you think just that dialogue inside of the program is? I think the dialogue, you know, when you get to a point when it becomes real and, you know, for you, and if you've experienced it um, as African-American man, uh, I think, I think that dialogue is, is, it's, it's, there's nothing like it. There's, uh, it can bring about so many different emotions. I think it's good for your kids to see, you know, how much um, that type of uh, conversation could really matter to, to, to you. Um, you know, I, I have no problem, you know, telling our kids that, you know, I've, you know, faced it, you know, in the past. Uh, I've been very fortunate to not, you know, have to deal with any type of aggressive law enforcement agent, you know, on a, on a, on a, on a speeding ticket or anything like that, you know, but I have faced my fair share of it, you know, growing up in upstate or Western New York. Um, when I played high school basketball, you know, there would be times in which we would go to, you know, predominantly white areas. I get called the N word. Uh, I'd get, you know, thrown a, a banana peel on the floor. Um, you know, chicken bone, you know, being thrown at me, you know, as I'm riding my bike through, you know, uh, my, my community. And so, you know, you know, dumb, you know, ignorant things like that have happened to me. And I have no problem expressing that to my current players, you know, and tell them that, you know, you're going to uh, hopefully in your heart, you know, you don't see, you don't see color inside of your heart, you know. You see it with your eyes, but if you get to know a person's true character and true self-worth and true, you know, care for others, then that's how you should judge a man and or a woman, you know, what's in their heart. And so, you know, I think those kind of talks can really help. I, I think those talks help African-American young men, but I also think they help, you know, um, you know, the white, white kids as well you know, to be able to uh, know that the guy that you're trying to screen for or the guy that you're 
you know, helping and recovering for, you know, may not be the same as you or may not have come from the same walk of life as you, but maybe you get a chance to understand him a little bit more, you know, as we go into battle. And then maybe you'll appreciate, you know, your teammate and and what he is uh, when where he's come from. I saw you say in an interview with CBS Sports that you, you hope one day that this this program, the Coach Coalition Progress, could be like coaches versus cancer and how just dominate how much it dominates the discourse about um, college basketball doing good. You know, talk me through what your long term vision is uh, for, for yeah. this program. Yeah, you, you nailed it on the head. Uh, obviously, I work here at the University of Oklahoma uh, and I work for a coach who's a legendary coach, Hall of Fame coach, Lon Kruger, who has uh, been a part of coaches versus cancer ever since his exception ever since his, its inception and um, now he is uh the chairman of the board you know for coaches versus cancer uh and so i've been able to see him up close uh do so many amazing things and, and see what the organization has done in terms of cancer research and the amount of dollars that they have raised um, and I think Coach Kruger, along with uh, everyone else who has come through the organization and all the coaches that are involved in Coaches versus Cancer, uh, will, will tell you they would not have been able to do that without the American Cancer Society and being on, under the, the umbrella of the American Cancer Society. Um, and, but this is such a, uh, it, it's, it's such a great model to try to utilize our Coaches Coalition for Progress and try to model it after something like that that has raised uh, over 150 to 175 million dollars for cancer research, and um, you know we're all you know humans, and at some walk of life, whether it be a friend, whether it be yourself, whether it be a relative, a distant cousin, somebody that you know, or some somebody has been affected with cancer some way, shape, or form. And that's what the research is for. That's what the money that goes into the research from the uh, Coaches Versus Cancer Organization back into the American Cancer Society. And it's just drawing all these dollars uh, for, for better research uh, for that dreaded disease. So fast forward, and if we can parlay that to what we're doing with the Coaches Coalition for Progress, you know, we like to hope that in, you know, five to 10, 15, 20 years from now that our program has been able to work with groups like the American Cancer Society. And then we can also, you know, raise enough money so that that, 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 that club, uh, that West Oakland Boys and Girls Club, um, they have the programs in place to foster those community relations uh, with law enforcement or city leaders or councilmen or whatever have you, or even uh, help them with better updated equipment. Or maybe it's where I'm from and growing up in, uh, in, in Buffalo uh, and the Father Bell Center there, I can, you know, work together with them and, and work on different programs of the same um, uh, thing that I just mentioned, you know, with West Oakland. And, you know, when we even like have been talking about and doing our um, our, um, our mission statement. Um, we wanted to make it, you know, a, an actual statement, obviously, but we wanted to make it a very broad statement, 
you know, we didn't want to pigeonhole ourselves into, okay, we're going to, you know, just do, you know, uh, computers and upgraded facilities. Uh, we want to do uh, learning and teaching and, you know, fostering all kinds of different relationships within the communities and, and so forth. So, uh, you know, Coaches versus Cancer has been uh, a great model for us. Um, Coach Kruger has been an advisor already to us just in a few weeks' time. Um, he has helped us, you know, just throwing out different ideas and thoughts of how we can grow this. And the great thing about our coalition, Kevin, is it's a coaches coalition, uh, and that's not just relegated to men's basketball. Uh, if you want to join our coalition, you're talking, you know, men's and women's basketball. We have a football coach on our board, uh, A.J. Cooper, who's a de defensive line coach at Washington State. Um, but if you're a baseball coach, high school, college, junior college, NAIA, gymnastics, track, soccer, doesn't matter. It's a coaches coalition. You can put back and you can register to be a member of something that's going to be you know, good for change in this country. And what that change will be, your dollars will be, you know, earmarked and relegated to maybe serving some somebody in West Oakland or serving somebody in Buffalo, New York, or serving somebody in Seattle, Miami, wherever, 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 whatever the case may be. So, you know, we just hope that this thing continues to grow and we can model this after Coaches versus Cancer and raise enough money so that we can continue to make a difference in the lives of, of so many, not only young adults and young kids, but also, you know, improving community relationships as a whole. Yeah, on, on, on coaching in, and black coaches in particular, I remember listening to a podcast, a live period podcast, where they spoke with Penny Collins and Tubby Smith. And one of the things Penny talked a lot about was how black coaches just get thrown into box, though they're just the recruiter, they're the guy that gets players. What do you think, people whether it's media members like myself or just people who love the game can do to help the discourse around college sports and black people in coaching well uh you know it's it's just more or less about having more more conversations more real life conversations you know uh and also uh, i think it also is going to have to start from the, the young men in which we're coaching and teaching right now and instead of them you know, going over to Bangladesh and playing, you know, two or three years where they're making not that much money, go get your master's degree, you know, go even get your PhD, you know, uh, and, and teach them, you know, how to, you know, become uh, and, and, and get into athletic administration. You know, we need more people uh, of color in athletic administration. We need more people of color that are presidents provost. Uh, we need more people of color that are in law enforcement. We need more people of color that are in all kinds of different walks of life. That, And I think those things would help, you know, uh, in terms of, you know, the perception of what the black coach is now. Um, you know, for the most part, you know, I think what, you know, Penny said was exactly right. Black coaches get pigeonholed into you know the recruiter that's the guy that's going to get me players you know that's the guy that's going to be able to you know when a, when a situation comes up he's going to be a diffusion squash it and it's never going to come to my desk you know if i'm a head coach um but you know obviously you know we don't want to just be that you know uh for the most part 
most of the people that I know that are in coaching that are African-American are in it for the right reasons. They're in it because they want to mentor kids. They want to pay forward back from when, wherever they came from and somebody helped them, you know, get to the point where they are today as husbands and fathers and, uh, and, and program builders. Um, so I guess, you know, to answer your question, the biggest thing that we can do is just continue to talk about it and have hard conversations. You know, uh, we need more, uh, uh, African-American agents. We need more African-American people on search firms. Uh, we need more African-American people just in all different walks of life where key decisions are being made, um, you know, to kind of balance it out a little bit because the numbers right now aren't very favorable for African-American coaches, you know, getting hired at the division one men's basketball level or, you know, in, you know, at the NFL or whatever case may be. Uh, so that being said, conversations like this, hard conversations like this, you know, and give, uh, you know, coaches uh, like myself a platform to be able to talk about these types of things. Uh, there's a lot of guys that I know. I've been coaching now for 20 years at the Division One level. I've had a, you know, really good career, and a good career in the sense of maybe not always wins and losses, but, you know, the relationships in which I've been able to build uh, with, with young men that have now grown up and are, have families and have great jobs. Some of them are in coaching right now. Some of them are still playing. Some of them are in the NBA. Uh, you know, and so I feel good about the fact that if I am never a head coach, I've been able to foster a lot of really strong relationships and mentor a lot of really good young men that would have never been given an opportunity, you know, if I and the head coach at whatever institution didn't handpick them. And I'm very proud of that. Well, I'm I'm super excited about this this program. I'm planning to uh, to make a donation. I hope all of you listening uh, do as well. The Coaches Coalition for Progress. Uh, you can find their website. You can make donations. If you're a coach, you can join in. Uh, coach, thanks so much for for taking the step and helping lead what I think could be a really awesome movement. Kevin, I appreciate you having me. You know, you can follow us on Twitter at CCF Progress. Uh, obviously, our website is uh, CoachesCoalitionForProgress.org. Um, and again, uh, we, we encourage any coach to register and be a, become a member. And if you're not a coach and you're listening to this and you just want to donate, you know, you can also have that opportunity to do so as well. But thank you for the time. Appreciate the opportunity to speak on, on this platform. And uh, we'll boom or sooner. <laughs> and there you have it, folks. Uh, we appreciate Carlin Hartman coming on the show talking about um, this and and really appreciate everyone who's been involved with the CCFP. You know Todd Golden, the head coach of San Francisco, who uh, kind of got the ball rolling. Um, I, I personally know John Sapphire, the director of ops at San Francisco, and he he was the one who first really brought it on my radar of, of what was going on. And so uh, much much appreciated to him for for getting the word out and uh, hopefully this. This helps, you know, this podcast is not CBS Sports or The Athletic writing articles about uh, the CCFP, but uh, anyone who can hear about it and, and use use their resources, whatever they have, to help spread the word, uh, I'm all for it. So uh, one of the things, and you'll see this on Twitter as well, if you tweet me a picture of your donation, and I've made my donation uh, to the CCFP, you tweet me a picture of your donation of any size, you know, $5.00. One dollar, I don't care. I will tweet my thoughts on whichever team that you want, your favorite team. So 
you say, okay, well, I really want Kevin's thoughts on Northwestern. Okay, well, great. I will, I will send you 280 characters on what I think of the Wildcats for this season if you make that donation. So uh, please step up. Please help us uh, continue to move things forward. If you have more people you think would be great to hear from on the show over the summer, uh, please let me know. I'd be happy to consider it and try to continue to amplify voices. I'm excited about uh, the work we're doing on the show, and that doesn't mean that anything's changing. You know, me and Brad will still hop on and talk transfers and talk all of this stuff, but uh, I think sometimes things things are bigger than just you know where Andrew Dampart going to school next year. So uh, we will keep that uh, keep that in mind and hopefully uh, continue to use this platform for some good. So uh, we appreciate all of you, and uh, we'll talk soon.